This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It's 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Tembi Safakute, Senior Research Fellow at the Africa-Asia Dialogues. So it's no secret that South Africa will push for the expansion of a BRICS trade bloc when the summit begins tomorrow. This, as over 40 countries have expressed interest in joining BRICS. However, the key question that we are looking at today is how credible are some of the countries who wish to join BRICS? Tembisa Fagude now joining us on the line. Tembisa, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. When it comes to the expansion of, of BRICS and the president saying that 20 countries have officially applied, for people who will be covering this aspect of um, the BRICS summit um, that will be taking place this week, what should they be looking out for? Well, I think the most important thing is the caliber of these countries that are joining in. Prominent amongst them is Saudi Arabia, uh, which not long ago went to uh, Istanbul in Turkey and abducted Jamal Khashoggi, a journalist, Saudi dissident, chopped his body and melted it in an asset. The other candidate supposed to be joining BRICS is Iran. Iran is known for suppression of basic rights. It not long ago killed Maksa Amini. That woman was not uh, was accused of not adorning the veil or the hijab appropriately. So we've got Egypt that is full of uh, journalists and uh, other activists inside inside their jails. So these are the kind of people that are, are going to be joining BRICS. And I think for those that will be writing and uh, commenting on this, they need to look at that much more closely to say what type of uh, individual countries are joining BRICS. Are we likely to promote and push for individual rights, or is it going to be a step back? For all of us, can the argument be that um, you, even with with uh, with China, for instance, there are allegations of human rights abuses? Why should this become such a pivotal question to ask now about um, the human rights, um, the human rights abuses, as well as allegations thereof, when it comes to other countries? Whereas part of the core of the BRICS uh, countries, including Russia, now at this particular stage, face allegations of human rights abuses. Well, the argument was made before, and I've made this argument before, that even before the advent of Lula da Silva, you have uh, uh, Yasser uh, 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 Bolsonaro from, um, from, um, from, from Brazil, you had uh, Vladimir Putin, you have Xi Jinping, and Modi, who are also accusing the countries of basic violation of human rights. So they, the argument continues that uh, we're not going to see any advent of um, entrant of new people or member countries that are known for promoting of basic human rights. Instead, you're going to be adding on, uh, at least at the moment, with the three that are currently accused, whether it's uh, Vladimir Putin or uh, Prime Minister Modi, who's also accused of his uh, BJP ultra-nationalist actions in India that's killing and destroying the property of Muslims. Xi Jinping is also accused in Xinjiang province of uh, oppressing the Muslims. So the majority of these people that are currently on BRICS have got really tainted past and are not known for promoting or pushing forward individual rights and human rights. What about the element of economic fundamentals and which would be at the core of what it seems to be the BRICS block being um, being sold as? That these are countries that are coming together to leverage on um, their resources as well as um, the emerging economies to benefit from trade? Well, that's how it started there, isn't it? I mean, BRICS was an economic... Uh, promotion platform for all of these countries. But it has since, uh, unfortunately, um, rapidly turned into a political platform. And the crisis in Ukraine has not made it easy for BRICS. The fact that the entire year 
leading to this summit. We've been talking about Vladimir Putin and South Africa taking a certain position and criticism has been rife in terms of the member countries of BRICS. It tells you that BRICS is no longer what it was meant to be initially. It has now become a social-political, by and large, and economic platform. And I think it's going to be very difficult for any of these members to distance themselves from that responsibility henceforth. Is it known what the criteria is, though, that, that's being used by BRICS? Because I remember even when um, South Africa joined, one of the biggest issues were um, that South Africa's economy is not as big as the other countries, but also in terms of population. Yes, I mean, we are nowhere close to uh, the, the other member countries. I mean, we are far, far from 1.4 billion Indians and Chinese, respectively. But South Africa has always uh, been punching way above its weight in international relations. And again, you know, it's not a bad thing to be associated with these big powers. South Africa wanted that association and that prestige, and it got it by becoming member member of BRICS. But unfortunately, it has also attracted a certain uh, responsibility, particularly when it comes to international politics. Case in point, the invasion of, 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 of uh, Ukraine by Russia, South Africa had to take a position. Uh, but importantly, it had to take a position within BRICS in terms of condemnation and speaking out against the invasion of Ukraine. So, yeah, whilst we are small in terms of economy and size, but I think people do take us serious. And the fact that we were invited and eventually accepted in the BRICS suggests that we are taken serious. And just a quick one, what do you expect from Xi Jinping uh, tomorrow as the president of China is on an official state visit? I think it's all about business. It's all about economics. That's what he's going to try and push forward. There's not going to be any sensitive discussion. I don't think President Cyril Ramaphosa is prepared, no, will be willing to raise, to raise issues of uh, human rights, particularly in Xinjiang and China. So it's just going to be uh, economics. And I'm not, I don't even think they'll talk about issues of Ukraine, which is impacting all of us and many other countries across the globe. So it's going to be mainly uh, economics. Thank you so much for your time. Tembi Safakude, their senior research fellow at the Africa Asia Dialogues. It's half past three time for the news headlines.